Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventinita Back to Black and White podcast. My name is Daniel Anigro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we're going to be going over the uh, preview of Juve Barcelona, which is going to be happening uh, tomorrow. And uh, I hope you guys can enjoy this preview. We have a special guest. And um, for the second time on the podcast, we're, we, bring a, we bring in a guest that isn't a Juve fan. Um, so not only do we bring the voice of any Juve fan who wants to come on, we diversify even further by hearing what the opponent is thinking, respectfully at least. Um, but uh, guys, yeah, thank you for all the support. I just want to bring that up at the beginning. You know the channels, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Google Podcasts. Subscribe, thumbs up, smash the thumbs up. And uh, yeah, let, let us know uh, what you think and what, what I can improve on. Now we're finally getting back into rhythm. We're getting the previews. We're getting the post matches uh, up to date. So uh, yeah, let's let's get on with it. So obviously, I do the I post the uh, interview with Davide from Juve Daily, and on the video, which was obviously shot a, a while back. Unfortunately, you know, I I got lazy. I needed some motivation, and uh, I finally posted it uh, yesterday. So. While that was posted, which is getting crazy numbers, thanks Davide again. Uh, someone uh, Barca Daily messaged or posted a comment in 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 the comment section, and we kind of linked up. And uh, now I've obviously invited him on because I think I think it'd be cool to hear what what's going on with the Barca world and to get his opinion about tomorrow's game. And we linked up, so that's the way I like it. You know, if you guys want to come on the podcast, drop a line in the comments, DM me on either Instagram or Twitter, and we'll get you on here. We'll get your opinion out there. We'll get your stories. So, again, without further ado, uh, Rami from from Windsor, Ontario, a fellow Canadian. That's great to to have you on. Hello, everybody. So, Rami, what we usually... Oh, go ahead. From from, uh, from Barca Daily uh, on Instagram. Oh, Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, don't worry, don't worry. We'll 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 get into that. <laughs> um, but so yes, like I said, Rami's from Windsor, um, and again, what I what I keep forgetting to do at the beginning of all these episodes is perfectly what you did, um, and yeah. So at Barca underscore daily one, correct? Uh, two underscores. Two underscores, guys. Don't forget two underscores. And obviously, yeah, exactly. And then obviously your YouTube channel as well. Rami Games. Rami Games. So guys, check them out. Great content. I uh, will be in the future. And uh, when, we, when we look at the, the second game, I'm definitely going to be, uh, you know, checking in and, and seeing what he's got to say about Barcelona. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to have another content creator on. And, and uh, I think this channel is pretty new, or the, at least your Instagram account is pretty new uh, for you. Rami, correct? Uh, I made it about last week, and I have over 70 followers. So. Hey, there you go, yeah. man. Not bad. I mean, a week 70, that's that's not bad. I'm only at about 100 on, on Insta, so guys, follow. But anyways, um, yeah, no, that's, that's great to hear. It's great to have you on. Um, what I like to do at the beginning of every episode is kind of ask how someone became a Juve fan or, you know, what their experience is, how they grew up. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you that question because yeah. you're not a Juve fan. But just kind of give context. How did you become a Barca fan? I know you're a young kid like Davide. You guys are the same age. Um, so, 
give us some details of, of how you became a, a Barca fan, maybe who your favorite players are, you know, what attracted you to the club, stuff like that. So I became a Barcelona fan when I was in first grade, so I was six years old. I okay. Uh, I was living in Jordan for two years, so I lived there from 2011 to 2013. Okay. I was originally born in Iraq. Oh, okay, nice. So I lived in Jordan for two years. On the first year, I went to school, and the kids were talking about Barcelona and Real Madrid. I was like, huh, who? Yeah. So, so basically, my friends were like, oh, be a Barcelona fan. And then the others were like, no, be a Real Madrid fan. I was like, no, I'll, I'll be a Barcelona fan. And well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, for the, I, I think what I've said in the past is you have, you know, two giants that are so well positioned in, in terms of like marketing and, and global presence. So I'm not surprised that a lot of kids these days, and I mean, they're winning, they win a lot of titles. I mean, you look at the run that Barcelona had, you look at the runs up that Real Madrid has, has had as well in the Champions League. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not surprised. Like I said, no, none, none. Uh, oh, go ahead. Especially in the in the Arab countries, the two teams that yeah they like are the Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know teams like Juve and obviously other you know bigger teams. I think that's that's something that we definitely have to improve on uh, the outreach and you know that's how you're getting your money. You know, fans buying jerseys, stuff like that, um, and you know then you can move up and sign better players, and you know how it works. But yeah, yeah. no, that's that's great to hear. And I mean, it's great to have fans from obviously, like you, like you said, you're in Canada now, but we've had fans yeah. from, you know, all over the world. So thankfully you're in Canada because the time's a lot easier for me, <laughs> but uh, no, it's definitely, yeah, it would have been oh yeah. I, I've had a few of those uh, where I've either been in the morning or, or it's either been early morning or I'm at night and they're in the morning. So we've, uh, usually I leave those for the weekend <laughs> is, is what I usually do. But uh, yeah, it's again, like I said, welcome to the show. Um, Thank and you for having me. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, let's get into a couple, let's get into a couple news headlines. The big thing for Barcelona, the whole board. Barcelona. Said, yeah. Yeah. The whole board resigns. I and I am really happy. yeah, so that's what I wanted to get your opinion is, we get the board resignation, which also includes the president, Bartomeu, and that's the day before, obviously, this game. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? I'm, I mean, there's been a lot of talk on social media. You know, we see a lot of fans that are displeased in terms of Juve fans. It's kind of a mixed bag as well. I mean, a lot of Juve fans give Agnelli a lot of credit, which I do uh, as well. But there are a lot of fans that, you know, not take digs, but you know they're they have some criticisms. They've they've seen some things that we haven't liked in terms of our legends and in terms of you know how the team's being run, which kind of players are being bought, which all stems from the top. But again, I want to give you your time and kind of explain to UB fans out there um, what was really going on um, and kind of why you were so happy that that he he's gone. The way he treats the players, I feel like the way he kicked out Suarez wasn't uh, very nice. And there were comments from Messi and Neymar that Daniel was saying that the way they treated Florence is in like a very, very bad way. Yeah. Um, 
So in terms I mean, of, you know, transfers, how, how, was it really oh, a big yeah. factor? Or do you think... I mean, oh, go ahead. I mean, for you, it's a very good thing because you sold uh, Arsenal for <laughs> Seattle. So what were your thoughts no. on that? So were you totally against no. that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, Arsenal's 23. Yeah. Not a good teacher. Pianist is good, but he's 30. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think also, I, I, I think the money-wise, um, obviously Barca got a little bit more um, just in terms of, again, they were inflated amounts, but uh, in terms of, you know, what we call plus valenza, which is, you know, uh, how the, the accounting works for, for club club teams. But in terms of, yeah, I would agree 100%. It didn't really make sense. I know Barca was kind of crippled in terms of, uh, racking up a lot of debt in the club, financial debt um, that they had to clear. I think I think I could Barcelona have seven hundred million in debt currently. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's crazy to hear that. But it's a tough time for all clubs. I mean, I think Juve has about three hundred some and change. Um, I got to see what the new details are in the financials, but. Uh, when their financial statement comes out. But, uh, yeah, it's been crazy to hear that kind of number floated around. And, you know, again, that all lies on the president because he's supposed to be watching over, you know, your club and and, and being able to determine what's spent, how spending is, is going. And, you know, you look at that Griezmann deal, which was like $140 million, I think it was. Just ridiculous. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's safe to say that he was a flop last yeah. season. And this season, I think he played against Lukaku, and he didn't do that good. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I really liked him when he was at Atletico Madrid. Um, he was really good. Briefly, to say that, you know, I've you know I've followed Atletico since, I want to say it was against Chelsea when they won 4-0 uh, in the Super Cup. So I do follow the I do follow La Liga, you know, from time to time. A little bit less now with the podcast. I'm a little more Juve focused, but I do have uh, an affinity for Atletico Madrid. They're kind of my second team uh, out there. But um, yeah, it's it's night and day from how he was playing. Um, but yeah, no, let's see what happens because you know Leo Messi was kind of holding the team hostage and he was trying to go and then. Um, you know, finally, I guess he gets his wish and, and the president's gone. Yeah. Um, I think the main reason, I think the main reason Bartomeu uh, quit was because of Messi. So, okay. So that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, such a big player to lose him next year would have been, and I think this is kind of moving towards him not leaving. That's kind of my yeah. thoughts. That would be my thoughts on it because, you know, you get this massive shakeup. I'm not sure if they're going to get money injected or not. I don't know necessarily how it works at Barcelona, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a retool and 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 Messi signs a long deal or probably a deal to end his career. Um, it would be shocking to me if he did end up leaving for free and they literally just got rid of their whole board. So we'll wait and see. I think, um... Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba, Coutinho, Messi, Sergio Roberto, they all declined uh, any contract. 
Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's a big statement when no one's signing an extension. So we'll have to see, obviously, what happens after this season, right? It's going to, or during this season, if there's any, you know, negotiation talks or, or whatnot. But I mean, yeah, uh, it's, it's I, crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go it ahead. Is. I hope that in January we do some, some good business. Yeah, I mean, see the thing, like I said, it's tough for everybody because you know the money's not there. No one's in the stadium in Italy, for, for instance. Uh, they're closing, you know, the the stadiums again, so they're not going to even be able to have a thousand people, or even I believe it was uh, twenty thousand or thirty thousand was going to be allowed in in the stadiums. Uh, that was obviously set by UEFA, but. Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy to see what happens in January and even the coming, you know, transfer windows because again, money is tight, it's tough. You're going to have to sell players, swap players, do the kind of deal that, you know, Barcelona Juve did with Artur and Pjanic, but yeah, that's crazy. So that was obviously point number 1 on my list. Point number 2. Also, oh, go ahead. Finish her off. The other the business that he did that was bad was um Rakitic. Oh, okay. Ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Two years ago, he was like a transfer bid for 90 million. He declined that. Now he's holding for 1.6. Yeah, yeah, that's that's unacceptable. Yeah, that's uh, and then they wonder why they're they're losing money and you know the money's not there. That's unfortunate, and, but uh, yeah. And there's like a young defender Jean-Claire Todibo yeah yeah I think we're in on him I think at one point he, maybe a couple of years ago but he is now two years on loan to, to Benfica yeah he's a yeah. very good defender he has a lot of talent and we give him out on loan it's just bad yeah, so again, we don't know when the ship's going to be steadied, but uh, maybe it's maybe it's a good thing for Juve tomorrow. But I mean, we'll have to see if there's any extra motivation or not. But um, yeah, no, that's that's it's it's weird in world football. It's like things are you know you look at even Manchester United and and, and other clubs are having they're having difficulty, and I think that's why they're kind of hinting at this European Super League um, is because they know that the money is going to be like a lot higher than what, you know, maybe not, maybe at Premier League level or higher, but, you know, to have all these teams and all the eyes, like it would be a lot of money being put in there. So I'm guessing that's why teams are looking. I don't exactly know what that is. So could you explain that to me? Yeah. So so essentially they just want to like, there's been a few ideas tossed around like over the past few years, like it's come up in waves, right? Like you'll hear about it. And then it'll go, it'll get denied and then it'll go away. And now it's kind of resurfacing. The reason why I think it's resurfacing now is because a lot of teams are losing money. A lot of teams, you know, they're trying to look for new avenues to get people like eyes on the screen, eyes on TV, more revenue. And they're finding that to play, you know, in the leagues, you're kind of at a, unless you're in the Premier League, you're not getting that big TV deal. Like I know Real Madrid and Barcelona get a good chunk of the La Liga piece. Um, but like for Juventus and, and other clubs, the deals aren't as high. So when you can combine, and like I said, this would this would be uh, 
in my opinion, ruining all world football, European football. There'd be no Champions League anymore. There wouldn't be anything like that. I mean, I mean, who knows oh, what really? would actually happen? But it's essentially scrapping Champions League and all of, let's say, the most historic and best teams in a league that you would play essentially like American or Canadian sports. You'd have a season where every team would play each other, obviously once at home, once at away. And then you'd go into like a playoff format. I don't know if it'd be like one through eight or one through six, whatever it would be. Like, again, the details are still to be sorted out if it were to happen. But again, you have in all these big teams, PSG, you have uh, Man City, Man U probably in their Liverpool in their um, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, probably Juventus, Milan, and maybe Bayern, Dortmund, stuff like that. But uh, that would essentially be the league, which would ruin all these other kind of like like uh, national leagues, right? So, anyways, go ahead, boss. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the last thing that Bartolomeo accepted was playing in that league. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we said uh, today that I accept him playing that league. And then, like, he said, that then I'll resign. Like, so I was, like, his last decision that he made. Yeah. I mean, it was with an American – I think it's with American banks and, you know, the two, you know, Liverpool and Man U have been kind of discussing it. I mean, who knows? This has gone – this has gone the same kind of way before – where, you know, you hear all this news and then it goes away. So we'll see what happens. Um, in terms of, like I said, the second point, big news. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo will not be playing against Barcelona as he tested positive in two tests today. Um, I honestly didn't really want him to play, to, to be quite honest. Um, there's too much at risk. Uh, one, is he fit enough? Some people are saying, yeah, he's a super freak, whatever. To me, I don't think he's at that level. And I also want to say that what's the point of if there's a, uh, if the test was wrong and he still is positive, you start infecting all these players. They start going around. You're not going to know for a little while. And that's really going to constitute him shutting everything down again. And I, I don't think it's worth it, to be honest. Um, especially when we have a team that should be good enough, that should be strong enough. Um, to be put on the field. I mean, look at the, the wage, the wage bill. I think Juve has been, you know, fortunate enough to have players that we can, you know, move around. And I think we have enough to still win the game. Uh, even, I mean, like, like I said, the narrative would be nice to see Ronaldo versus Messi, but it's not like this is a one-off. There's still going to be a game in Barcelona at the end of December. Yeah. Um, so it's not like, <laughs> Uh, it's not going to ever happen. So we'll still get to see it, guys. Best air on the, the side of caution and uh, go from there, right? Um, yeah, so there's still a match at uh, Campanile to play. Yeah. You really just lost Yeah, so, so it's like... Oh, it's go ahead, boss. Yeah, oh yeah. Like I, like I said, it's... Uh, to me, it's it's not worth risking. I don't know how fit he is. I don't know how match fit he is, which is a completely different. Uh, you know, when you're in the zone, when you're when you're playing these games uh, week by week, you know, you're a little bit more intent. He's been on his own, probably doing his own regimen, training regimen. So, 
I don't know. I just didn't think it was worth it. I know they probably want to do it for obviously eyeballs on the TV, you know, views, uh, stuff like that. But really, it's it's unfortunate for us, but we'll have to make do make do with it. Um, obviously, ter- talking about the referee, um, Dutch referee Danny McKelly is going to be the officiate the game at the J Stadium. And um, he was at the away game, obviously, UV Atletico Madrid 2-2 last year. Um, what other news? There's been talk about a whole bunch of different lineups, which we'll get into. Um, obviously, we know that Cuadrado, Demeral, and Danilo are possibility to start, according to Tuto Sport. Um, yeah, because, uh, oh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Uh, UV, they have, I saw, like, the comment up. They have Alexandro injured. Yep. Kylian, Bonucci, and Delic injured. Well, yeah, that's good you brought that up. So, essentially, what's happened is they've done the testing. Bonucci obviously went off in the last game against Hellas Verona, which we drew. And they did the test. Obviously, everything came negative. No muscle injury. I mean, again, take it with caution. What I think is going to happen is, from what a lot of sources are also saying they are going to try and push them back to get into the lineup. So again, we'll talk about the lineups in a, in a couple of minutes, but that's essentially could be a possibility. There's been a lot of, you know, speculation across the newspapers in Italy of what's actually going to happen, which is kind of funny. Um, they talked to obviously in an interview with Del Piero on sky. Um, he obviously advised Piero to use a four to four, which I know has been, you know, making, you know, heads turn uh, with the Juve fans uh, out there, but guys, don't worry. It's essentially, you know, a lot of these formations, a lot of fans make, you know, so mountains out of molehills. Well, think about it like this. It's essentially a 4-4-2, right? Yeah. But essentially, it's looking like a 4-4-2, but you can, yeah, they're more attacking. I mean... I'm not a huge fan of that formation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... (laughs) It's something that yeah, Juve used to do in the past. A while, like I'm talking, probably before uh, you were born. But uh, yeah, so four four two four is 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 something that uh, really is is going to be interesting to see if uh, he does heed that that counsel. But I I don't think so. I think we're too caught up in this three three at the back. But yeah, four two four is what Del Pier obviously with Chiesa on. And Kulusevski on the right and left. Um, I do think Kulusevski should start. Um, just unbelievable game against uh, uh, Verona, who really, you know, added a lot and was kind of the re- well, really one of the only reasons why we're even uh, as close as it was. So I, th- I think uh, we'll, we'll, I'll hope to see him in the lineup. Uh, some other news. Obviously, Chiellini is, like you said, doubtful. Um, McKenney, again, another possibility, Gazzetta dello Sport. McKenney could be an option for defense. I mean, I don't know. Like uh, like an American for them and like an American for people. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And obviously, Agnelli was present at the practice uh, training session, excuse me. And, you know, talked a little bit with uh, Andrea Pirlo, was, which was noted. Another note for Juve fans, uh, Fabio Parati, she was fined 15,000 euros um, for threatening attitude toward the referee in the game. Um, that's that's a possibility. Uh, for Juve fans, um, we got Delic could return against Spezia. 
So something to look forward to. Um, just talking about the uh, the interview, though, Pirlo said that McKinney won't play as a center back, obviously against Barcelona. Um, he's he's a midfielder, though. Yeah. Well, see, if you've watched Juve in the past, we've also used central defensive midfielders as like a three at the back uh, during a couple games when needed, uh, notably against Atletico. Uh, comeback 3 0. Um, that was, you know, kind of a, a master class where we had, you know, Emery Chan kind of playing as a, yeah, we had, we had, we had, uh, you know, Emery Chan helping out at the back because I can't remember who was injured that game. It might've been Chiellini was out. So he kind of stepped up and, and, and really it was really effective. Um, what else? What else? Um, we have Ter Stegen injured. Yep. We have like a Coutinho. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it could be again. It could be interesting uh, lineup changes uh, for both teams. And PK is also uh, suspended. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I know some fans, you yeah, fans, were like... treating, were tweeting about it after last match week, but. Go ahead, boss. I feel like the lineup should be. Well, do you want to get to that now or after? Uh, in a, in a couple minutes, we'll get we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. Um, according to uh, other reports, completely different mindset. Something that I've kind of looked at four four two, um, or even you know some variations four two three one. But essentially, what was looked at is Cuadrado's right back, Danilo, Demiral, and Frabota. Uh, Kulusevski, Bentancur, Rabio, and Chiesa with Dybala and Morata up top. To me, that's the way I would go. Um, obviously, again, that's an opinion. It's going to be up to the coach anyways, but that's the way I would like to play. Um, obviously, it's going to be nice to see Pjanic back. Um, you know, the affinity yeah. he showed towards the club. Uh, the various things that he said at the end of the season is going to be you know, uh, you know, it, it's always nice to have players, but as much as, you know, the Juve fans kind of got on him, got on him, but I think there was always kind of that mutual respect, even though it did seem like he, he wasn't, uh, you know, up to standard, but again, thankfully we were, up, we were able to make that move and, um, yeah, uh, we have a player in our tour who, again, will not be playing tomorrow, apparently, because he played the full 90. Uh, so that could be uh, a possibility as well. So, guys, uh, no, I just think it's in terms of, you know, rotation uh, is the reason why. And Bentoncourt, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to slot in instead of uh, Artur. Maybe he comes off as a sub. We'll have to wait and find out. Um but that's it really from the news side. Now, guys, if you're still watching, again, smash the subscribe if you haven't already. Smash the like if you haven't already. And uh, please let us know in the comments if you've made it uh, this far. It, it, it'd be uh, great to still have you. And let's get into a kind of a topic that I've, I wanted to discuss with you, uh, Rami, because this year, you know, with COVID and all this, the restarts and whatnot, kind of a, you know, one leg knockouts in Champions League, Bayern wins. It's going to be a crazy Champions League so far. Um, you look yeah. at Re you look at Real Madrid, 
today, six minutes away from going 0-0 and two, um, and being two losses into the group stage. Obviously, the first one was a loss against Shakhtar Donetsk, and today against Borussia Mönchengladbach, they were lucky. Like I said, six minutes. I believe it was 87 and yes, 90 yeah. plus three um, to tie the game, not even to win the game. So they tied. Dortmund loses to Lazio, which is was uh, shocking to me. Um, Atletico was dominated by Bayern Munich, um, like massive score, 4-0. PSG also okay. loses to a Man U team that really I was not really – I wasn't really – uh, convinced, even though Man U has a lot of, I would say they have a lot of great players, but and pieces but like, like in the league, that they're not that, yeah, like, exactly. So, I was surprised, I was surprised that PSG lost, and then you have Chelsea Sevilla draw, and that's kind of what rounds up. But, yeah, what what has been your thoughts on, on this Champions League like craziness? Uh, so far this season, uh, again, some crazy results. Uh, as we talked about Real Madrid um, losing 3-2 and drawing 2-2 uh, the PSG and Man U game really surprised me uh, Aaron Van Bissaka played extremely well and also Tom uh, Debi I believe is in it. Yeah. he also played really, really well yeah and my buddy Jesse who You'll see on the uh, the Champions League group stage preview that we did. We talked about all the groups. You'll definitely hear his frustrations and, you know, talking about his team. But, uh, yeah, it's just unbelievable. And then you look at the weekend that just passed and Real Madrid beats Barca 3-1 in the El Clasico. And you're just like, what to make of this season? Like, is this where we're going to get a year of, uh, you know, a, a, a new team winning? Because... It looks like there's been some shocking results already. Um, it's crazy. So like you go from yeah, you go from Real Madrid losing three to to Shakhtar to beating Barcelona three one to drawing two two with yeah uh, with losing the motion run back to the train. So what were your thoughts on that game of the the El Clasico? Because like I said, I unfortunately didn't wake up for that one. Um, didn't necessarily well, have the time, but. What were your well, thoughts, obviously, on the loss? For you, it was, I believe, 8 a.m.? Yeah. I want to yeah, say, yeah, 8 a.m. For me, it was 10. And so I told that they scored early on. Like, come on, what is that? Like, PK yeah. was very out of position. Um, but then Antipati scored, and it was like a very, very good goal. I believe we should have gotten uh, a penalty. Okay. So Messi was running and Casemiro like he just tackled him and I, and I, and I believe he should have been a penalty. Ah, uh, okay. So you thought that one that one was a missed call that could have you know changed things up. And but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Messi did not even play that bad. He was yeah. supplying some good balls and he did have a shot on his right foot that he missed. Uh, so that was kind of like, uh, yeah, one of the chances that you know you would have been nice to have. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, like I said, it's been a weird year for both teams. Uh, like we said, like I've said, it's going to be at the J Stadium, obviously, October 28th, guys. 
Uh, for me, it's going to be at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 4, which is actually not a bad time to watch a game, to be honest. Um, I think 9 p.m. in uh, CEST. And let's get into the record. So, obviously, Juve is 2-3-0. Two wins, three draws with nine points, fifth place in Serie A. And we're four off the top, which is Milan. Um, let's get into our Champions League record, obviously 1-0. Three points with the win against uh, Dimo Kiev, tied for first with Barcelona. We have goal difference of plus two, two goals, zero against. Barcelona's record, two, one, and two. Obviously, seven points in 12th place. Uh, seven off the yeah. top, which is uh, Real Sociedad. And I believe uh, Real Madrid is like one point behind them. Um, and yeah, I see that. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I believe if, if we win, we will be like in the top seven maybe okay yeah so again like i was like i was saying it's it's very you know early we're only five games in i mean anything can be anything can happen from now on i mean lots of games to be played lots of games so these again are just prelim but i wanted to go over them kind of to see i mean to see barca in 12th this year is kind of you know interesting to be i i thought they would probably have a better start but um, same with Juve. Last season, last season, the first three games were a loss, a win, and a draw. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they, yeah. So it's kind of the same slow start. So you're not too surprised. Well, that's fair enough, fair enough. Um, obviously, like I said, they have a 1-0-0 record in Champions League with three points tied for first. Goal difference of uh, four and four goals. five goals for and one against. Um, but like I said, troublesome start for both sides. I think there's going to be some growing pains and, you know, getting used to COVID, getting used to the protocol, getting fit again, making, you know, and, and the teams I think are, are getting better in, in the respective leagues. Now it's going to be whoever, you know, is able to capitalize on all of those factors and put the best football out there is really going to be able to say if they can win the title or not in their respective leagues. Um, Juve's top scorers, obviously Ronaldo and, and Morata, both on three goals. Um, that's total. Um, for Barcelona, Ansu Fati, who's yeah. I believe 17 years old, correct? 17 year old, five goals already. Uh, in both uh, the obviously La Liga and Champions League, which is incredible tally for a kid his age. Um, and yeah, we've again Barcelona is across the board. Messi only has one goal in each of Champions League and La Liga. Uh, Kuluseski for us at two, Morata at one, Bonucci at one, and Morata with the two goals in Champions League. Messi has two goals, one in Champions League. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I might have said that wrong. That's definitely what I. That's definitely what I meant though. Um, And then yeah, again, like I said, uh, Barcelona has kind of a you know across the board score, and whether it be Coutinho. Uh, Dembele, Sergio Roberto, Pedri, uh, all have some goals, uh, uh, all have some con- contributions at, at the start of the season. Um, Barca's form, draw, loss, win, loss. Juve's form, win, draw, win, draw. I don't know how much you want to look into that. That's up to you guys as the fans. But, I mean, it's it's been a wacky season, so I don't know if we can really look into it this year as much as maybe I would in the past couple of years. Uh, like you said earlier, Ronaldo's not going to be playing. Alexandro Delict is doubtful, uh, but I, I doubt him playing. Um, Chiellini, same thing. 
for Barcelona, Umtiti is injured, Ter Stegen and Coutinho with PK, like you said, again, suspended. Um, but let's look into a little bit of the history. So obviously in 2015, we had that big final. Um, obviously for you guys, lucky that you guys won. Uh, it was very devastating for me um, being in the first final in, since uh, 03. So it was a very big moment being 1-1 uh, at uh, at one point. Oh, I Dan- do believe there's a controversial call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Danny Alves with the pull on Pogba. Yeah, he pulled Pogba to the ground. In the, in the box. And, you know, it wasn't obviously called. It didn't go our way. And then um, I believe no it, it was pretty much just game over after that. Uh, kind of Barcelona was, was too much the for attack, us. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm kind of, you know, with UV fans, we've been talking about, well, four at the back, three at the back. This is kind of why I don't like the three is, you know, in that game, it was perfectly, you know, how we were found out. The first goal was like within, I think it was three, four minutes into the game. Yeah, four minutes. See, the, see when you win, you know exactly when the, when the goals are. When you lose, you don't, you don't try and, uh, you don't try and remember any of that, but so, yeah, I mean, you guys scored quick. You guys were, you know, dominating possession, you know, playing quick passes and and, and moving the ball quickly. Um, but, yeah, 3-1, you guys hoist the, the trophy. That was obviously June 6th of 2015. Now we yeah. get into April 11, 2017. A lot happier times for Juve fans. 11th and 19th. 3-0. What a game for us in our home stadium. Exactly. Dybala, two goals at the beginning of the game, really early. And that kind of was, there was no going back from that. Chiellini added a third. And that really just determined the tie. I believe it was in the quarterfinal, that one. Um, so we we well, play. Oh, go ahead. Actually, Barcelona came from a 6-1 win against PSG. That's or, right. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. It was that year. Okay. So I just wanted to remember, I was thinking of my, I was trying to remember, I was like, okay, was it quarterfinal, round of 16? Well, because well, I knew it was knockout. Um, and then obviously in Cap now it was a 0-0. But yeah, I mean, that was, and, and that's another year that we go to the final um, to play Real Madrid. Obviously, 4-1 loss, that was really unfortunate as well. Uh, I think even more unfortunate than the other one because I think it was pretty even at, at half again, 1-1, and then... Just the wheels fell off the wagon. The Mandzukic overhead kick. Yeah, I mean, I lost my mind. Um, I had a bunch of friends over. Uh, we were watching in the basement, and I just was just lost my mind. And it was pretty much me. I was the only I, one of my buddies. Kind of like he joined. He joined forces to like make me feel a, a little bit better. But the rest <laughs> were all pretty much thinking that Rail was going to win that game. And when Mandzukic scored, that was unreal. I could not believe it. We also didn't meet the following season in the group stage. Um, and that was pretty much a domination from Barcelona. Uh, yeah, same, same as scoreline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But this time it didn't mean anything. Barcelona, I believe, well, obviously, well, got through to first in the group, I believe. And uh, I do think we went second in, in that group. But yeah, I know yeah, different teams, different teams completely. They played. Uh, we only did in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing. 
all, all these great, all these great knockout that that, that you're bringing up for uh, all of our fans that are going to be listening to this. So it's pretty funny, but uh, yeah, I know basically complete opposite. I know we got dominated in that first game, three uh, nil on the road, and then uh, yeah, we couldn't really muster much at home. Uh, and I believe that home game was the last game or the second last game. I want to say it was the last game. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I know pretty, pretty interesting history uh, between uh, the two teams kind of uh, recently. And uh, I mean, if you want to count, oh. you want to count uh, um, the Champions Cup match. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I didn't That's look at, I didn't look, point. I didn't look at that one. I, I, there, that one I definitely did see, but it's, you know, yeah. preseason is, yeah, it's preseason. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no worries. Um, but let's get into was, kind of the last game though. Um, what did you I think? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. That was Neymar's last match, the one that we beat you guys 1 0 in the Champions Cup. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that you remember that. But um, yeah, uh, last game in a few words. Um, how was the game? Obviously, a pretty dominating performance for you guys. Five one against Ferenc Varos. Um, I believe that was at home, correct? In Barcelona. So how how, how did you? Uh, obviously, I'm gonna, uh, you're going to be pretty positive about it. But you know, what were the kind of the key it's takeaways not, for you? Not that much positive because okay, I was. Not to concede, and at the beginning, first twenty minutes was all them. Yeah. Oh, okay. They had they had an offside goal that was uh, I would say like disallowed. Then we got a penalty in the twenty seventh and eighth minute, and that Messi scored it. And after that, it was Ancelotti. Yeah. After that, it was Coutinho. Then they got a penalty, and PPK shouldn't have done that. It was like. Like it was like it was already three nil. Like yeah, just let them score. I guess. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess he's gonna miss this game, right? So that's that's kind of uh, depending if you think it's unfortunate or not. I know some UV fans were kind of pissed because they wanted to to play against VK, but um, yeah, I mean, for us, so, I, oh, go ahead. So after that, uh, so they scored three one, and then I believe Pedri scored. So that was good. Like a seventeen-year-old scored again. Yeah, lots of lots of young talent. Yeah, and then Dembele scored, which was a surprise. Uh, but that was that was good. Yeah, and and I mean, off the mark. I mean, off just out off 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 of a, a glance from afar. I mean, five-one is no, but obviously saying that they scored first technically was disallowed. But um, yeah, I mean, for us. Dinamo Kiev wasn't a slouch. Um, I think the the at the end of the day, the quality. I think the quality, you know, ran through, and we just finally broke them down. Um, but they, Dinamo Kiev, I think, played a pretty good game. Um, obviously, they were at home, so they were kind of feeding off the fans, and I believe they had about twenty thousand fans or so there. They were allowed to have, so it was definitely nice to hear that. And yeah, but I I think. We were a level better. We had a, you know, our, our, we just outclassed them and, you know, we scored those two. Like you said, uh, once you guys scored those goals, it was kind of, you know, 
the wheels fell off the bus and and that was it. So same thing for us, not as, not as big of a margin, but um, definitely, uh, you know, decent win. And, and I was pretty happy with it. I mean, I'm not going to complain with a win. I think we've got a lot to improve, but uh, let's see what happens obviously in this game. So now, now we can finally get to the formations. So from Sky Sports, I'm going to read what they've predicted. Again, this could all change tomorrow, whatever the coach decides. But at least for Juventus, uh, Wojciech Chesney in goal, Demiral, Bonucci, Danilo, uh, Quadrado, Bentangur, Rabio, Kulusevski, Ramsey, Morata, Dybala, uh, 3-4-1-2. Personally, I would rather go with the four at the back with Quadrado, Demiral, Danilo, Frabota. But again... That's going to be up to Pirlo to decide. Now, I couldn't, I didn't find any kind of pre, you know, pre-match uh, previews of, of Barcelona's lineup. So kind of, you know, bear with me. I'm going to, I'll say what it, well, I'm just actually going to talk about their, their last lineup. I'm assuming Neto is going to be in goal. Uh, yeah. Dest, Dest on the, uh, obviously playing a 4-4-2 before I get ahead of myself. Dest, Piquet, Leng, uh, Lenglet. Alba, Busquets, De Jong, Alba. Pedri, Felipe Coutinho, Ansu Fati, and Messi, which was the lineup of El Clasico. So I'm assuming. Wait, uh, yeah. Wait, the lineup for El Clasico was that, or was. 4 4 2, no? Neto, Neto, Dest, Alba, Pique along the way. Busquets, De Jong, Coutinho, Messi. Up front, oh, okay, so like a four-two-three-one then. Yeah, I'll I, check right yeah, no, no, no worries. It must have been uh, score. Come on, score. Get your uh, get your uh, your formations right. <laughs> but no, it's good. I I kind of want to because again, like you said, Coutinho is going to be yeah, out. Like, BK is going to be yeah, out. So uh, four-two-three-one. Okay, fair enough. Um, so how, who do you do you see them sticking with that formation of four-two-three-one? Or, you know, who do you think replaces Coutinho and Piquet, uh, in your opinion? Uh, Piquet, the replacement should be Araujo. He's a, a very good defender. He's young. He's good. For Coutinho, I would say the only option is Griezmann. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> you seem very happy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and Griezmann. Not the best this season. Yeah, even even when I look at this lineup, it does look a little bit strange that that Busquets is on the right side. But I don't know. I don't know what the score was on. But I just quickly put it in, and I did want to see who you thought was going to go in. But uh, yeah, so I mean, again, we'll see what happens tomorrow when the official lineups come out and they start announcing. Um, but then let's get into the keys of the match. Keys to the match, excuse me. So for me, it's pretty simple. Hasting needs to be on point from the get-go from Juve. High intensity and press needs to be on. Make make it difficult for Messi and Ansu Fati up top, as well as their defenders. Make sure we're pressing them. Like you said, there's going to be a young guy coming in. So, you know, probably try and try and pressure him, get a couple loose balls, and and take advantage of that. Um, but again, it's it's going to be for the defense. They need to stay cohesive. It could be a different unit. We don't know how you know how well Bonucci's going to be. We don't know if he's going to be one hundred percent or not. Um, again, we have Danilo, who's done really well this year, even though he's not a, t- a traditional center back. 
Um, so we'll have to see what happens. Demiral, I think, is is a talent that has been, you know, has shown a lot of bright signs. To me, I know I get a lot of slack from Juve fans because I think he's a little too aggressive. Some of the tackles, he's got to be careful that he makes. He goes into some rash challenges sometimes where, you know, he's lucky that he made the right tackle and he gets the ball and there's no, like, foul, red card penalty or anything like that. But that's something I, I think that he's got to fix. But, again, very confident player, um, has done very well, and, and I hope to see him get time and improve on those aspects. But uh, for me, it's pretty much those are going to be the three keys to winning tomorrow. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully there's some cohesiveness because there wasn't in that game against Verona. And you could tell the passing was sloppy. Dybala wasn't linking well. Morata and Ramsey and, uh, you know, the mids weren't really linking well. We'll have to see what happens um, uh, in tomorrow. And we hope that we can improve on that because if we do get that, I think Juve have the advantage of, you know, being able to put out a winning style and, and, and win tomorrow's game. How about for yourself, for Barcelona to win tomorrow? Well, the defense has to be stable yeah. for us. Uh, that's been a problem last season, 8-2, again, against Bayern Munich. <laughs> so, so it needs to be like, uh, like, a, like, like as, as I said, very stable. Right. Death is amazing. Yeah. But from the El Clasico, Death and Fatu were like the best players on the field. Yeah, very good. Um, very good players. Yeah, he, he has to play like like the way he did. We have to capitalize on the on, on the attacking side. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna be going up a you know a little bit of a battered and maybe you know worn um back line that's you know losing pieces like you said with Delic being out Kalini being out you're not necessarily having a lot of reinforcement and Cuadrado you know to me I don't think he's a starter I mean who knows he might get the start tomorrow but to me he's more of a bench player um and you know that's a risk um I've noticed that when we had you know Bernardeschi on the left and and Cuadrado on the right when either one of those lost the ball, it was off to the races, counterattack, and, you know, very dangerous chances, um, even just against Verona. So it's uh, – we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see how come, everyone comes out to play tomorrow. Bentagor, I think it'll, it will add some good good uh, grit, some good, you know, playmaking ability. Um, and I think he's got a lot to prove as he's kind of taken a backseat a little bit to, you know, Artur and – even McKenney, you could say when he was when he didn't have COVID. Um, and so now he's got a lot to prove. So we can see Rabiot is going to be in there as well. I think, uh, you know, has improved quite a bit from when we started the restart last year. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into those predictions now right away. Um, so what uh, I'll we'll go with you oh. first as the guest. You get to go first. But if if unless you have something else okay. you want to add in, yeah. Uh, against against Real Madrid in the Clasico, the ball in the um, in the middle of the pitch was mostly played by Real Madrid. We right. barely got the ball like like, like in the midfield area, so oh, we okay. keep the ball a lot. Ah, uh, okay. So basically, they dominated the middle of the park. Okay, fair enough. Good point. Good point. Thanks yeah. for bringing bringing that. But yeah, you go. You go, you're the guest, so you go. You go first. 
I feel like it'll be like a, a very entertaining game. It determines how much further it defer, it determines how much further this podcast goes, depending on what you say the score is. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> It'll be one one. Okay, who do you have scoring? I would say for us, it'd be either Saki or Messi. And for you, Ray, um, I don't really know a lot of their attacking options down the line. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give you one. So I'm gonna go two one. Uh, I think it's just gonna it's gonna be a very close game. Um, I think Messi's gonna score for you guys, um, but I think that's all uh, that's all we're gonna give you guys is is that one goal. Um, I think Dybala's gonna have a really good game again. Um, I think he's gonna get both goals. I was thinking Morata because he, he's he's been on one. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that's why I thought that Morata was gonna score. So I think, but I think it's gonna be two one Juve, Dybala, Dybala, Messi, and when those we'll find out. Um, but yeah, let and that's gonna be interesting. And mine will be as, as I said one one, either Fatio, Messi, and Morata. Uh, awesome, man. Well, thanks for those predictions, and let's get into some questions. I mean, a lot of people reached out. Uh, it's been a crazy day. Um, and a lot of them are directed to, to you and have some, some interesting questions. So I thank you guys for asking them and I hope you guys are, I hope you guys are still here to, to be listening to them again, smash the like, smash the sub if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised if you're here this long, I'd be surprised (laughs) if you hadn't done those two already, drop a comment, tell us what you think, um, what your thoughts on the show are, but let's get into these questions. James Martino. The best at Jimmy underscore Stallion. Uh, I love that Twitter handle. Uh, he's got a couple questions for you. So um, obviously Messi's coming close to the end. Um, do you feel, I know there's been some rumors, but do you feel that Dybala is his heir or is that um, just an agent floating that in the media basically? So what do you think about Dybala coming to uh, Barcelona? If that's a possibility, or if you see it, no, yes. I have not seen a single rumor, and I don't believe it will happen. There you go, pretty straightforward on that one. That's good. That's good. His second question: <laughs> um, Juventini are losing it during this transition. Kind of, obviously, like I said, we got rid of Sari. Now we bring in Pirlo, who is maybe not as experienced. Obviously, you guys got rid of um, what's his name? Yeah. Yep, for um, Ronald Koeman now. Kind of, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, on the transition so far uh, between coaches? Is it night and day? Do you believe in Kuban? Um, what are your thoughts? Yes, I absolutely believe in Kuban. Not many people know this, but for the Netherlands national team, after the 2014 World Cup when they got third, they didn't do anything. Yeah, they didn't do good in the Euros. They yeah. didn't do. They didn't make the Euros. Yeah, they didn't yeah. make the World Cup. They got Koeman in late 2017, and they reached the Nations League final. So yeah, that's, that's true. That's point. true. That's a good point. So that's a good point. If he change the Netherlands team, I believe he can change the Barcelona. Awesome. I think for us, I think there's a lot of hope in Pirlo. Um, I think there's a lot of questions with his inexperience, and um, but I still think it's TBD on. 
you know, whether it's good or not, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but always faith in the manager from me. But um, I think uh, definitely some questions to ask, depending on what happens in this game and what's happened so far. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Um, from Ad B. Bobanov, Romez Juventino. Um, if you could take any Juve player to Barca, who and why? <laughs> I'm going to be shocked <laughs> if you come up with some with, with who you pick. Maybe Artur back. I don't know. <laughs> um, a lot of people would pick Ronaldo, but I'm not going to choose Ronaldo. <laughs> I mean, he's 35, and we need defenders. We don't need attackers. Our attack is insane. Uh, Messi, Griezmann, if you still continue, Dembele, like yeah, there's no need to add. Yeah. So, so these attackers are good. Midfield, Busquets, aging. Um, I th- I kind of have so I kind of have an idea of who who you th- who I think you're gonna pick, but anyways, continue. <laughs> I think Aaron Ramsey would like like he would look fit in Barcelona. Really, Aaron? Okay. So you, you weren't you weren't you weren't you weren't going to say uh, Matisse Delict? <laughs> he was a thought. He was a thought in my mind, but I feel like Aaron Ramsey's. Uh, well, that's good. You can he, you can have him if you want to give us like fifty sixty. I'll I'll make the transfer right now if you want. <laughs> I'll send wait. him over to you right now. Not that I'm saying that he has it. He actually has been really good for us, but I just, he's an injury prone player. And that's, that's really been difficult. I mean, when he's good, when he's not injured, he's really good. But I mean, there's been a lot of injuries. You can tell with his career with Arsenal, he was amazing. He just got injury after injury after injury. Yeah, it's tough as a player to maintain, you know, that momentum when you're always in the. if the injuries don't exist, I'll take Aaron Ramsey. Hey, good show. Good show. All right. But but with injuries and all these things, I think I have to agree with <laughs> Yeah, no, I, that's that's the first thing I thought because it's literally so many Barca fans in like our mentions just like, oh, you wanted to come, this, blah, 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 stuff like that. And it's it's always funny back and like forth. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it was quite interesting that whole, that whole summer, um, uh, how it actually happened. Um, And I didn't think it was going to happen either, to be honest. Um, I just thought it was too much money and I didn't think Juve was going to be willing to spend and then it, it ended up happening. And that was, uh, was crazy. Uh, Let's get into the next question. Um, Cameron or Cami Khan. Sorry, buddy, for losing your account. His previous account got suspended, I believe. So, at Cami Juventino right now. Uh, obviously, we did the prediction, so thanks for asking, bud. But, um, obviously, your favorite player that's played for both clubs. I know this might be, you know, a little bit different because you are, you are a young guy. Um, but uh, maybe let me get some names uh, that I have. I have a list. That I brought here, so maybe unless oh, you ha- unless unless you have one right on you, then you're gonna save me. Uh... <laughs> for for FC Barcelona, it's quite easy, right? 
Well, no, no. I mean, your fave that uh, your favorite. Sorry, asked who's your favorite player um, that's played for both Juventus and uh, Barcelona. Obviously, I would I would assume your favorite player is is Messi, but but one that's played for both clubs. That makes sense. Um, Well, Daniel. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that's. That's the first one I have on my uh, my list right here. Uh, we can go through. We'll talk about some some others as well. Um, obviously, Gianluca yeah. Zambrotta was huge for us. He was also huge, I believe, for 2006 Champions League final. Uh, for uh, Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to think about it, right? Like... Um, obviously, Juve gets into the Calciopoli scandal. A lot of players exit, and um, yeah, it yeah. was uh, he leaves in obviously 2006 after the World Cup. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, it's crazy. Uh, and then, like you said, you get to the, the final, right? So so again, a big name I think in Juve history. Uh, I'm not sure how big you guys think of him in 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 Barcelona, but obviously another name, Vidal, a uh, huge player for us in oh, yeah, uh, yeah. in the first years he, of Juve coming back. I was expecting him to do more. For yeah, he came in 2018, 19. I mean, he did a lot. Yeah. Another and, name, another name to discuss too. Maybe you forgot, maybe you didn't. Zlatan. I know again, left after Calciopoli for Juve, and 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 obviously you know about your his problems with uh, with Pep. But um, yeah, another another yeah. big name player. I don't really know what happened with with him and Pep. What what really happened? I think it was just they were they weren't. Let's we'll just say they weren't on the same page. <laughs> Um, you know the personality that even seeing Ibrahimovic now, you kind of see his personality. And thank you for asking these these questions to explain because you know I know a lot of kids are like they think they know. Well, I probably think I know a lot, a lot <laughs> more than I actually know. But you know, you know how it is. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it, that's just really it wasn't you know two guys butting heads, and uh, you know it just didn't work. Uh, Ibrahimovic thought he was, you know, a starter. Uh, and Pep obviously wasn't happy with him. And I believe benched him quite a bit. So he wasn't happy with that situation. Uh, another big name, obviously, you might know in, in Danish football from Denmark, uh, Michael Laudrup. Yeah. Yeah. So another big name in, in both uh, uh, with Juventus and, uh, and, uh, and obviously Barcelona. And then you, we have a lot of, I think, other names. You have Lillian Turam, uh, also was fantastic oh, player for us. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. You play for, uh, he, he played for FC Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. I believe they picked him up right after, uh, right after, uh, again, Calciopoli. Let me just confirm that. Might as well. I got the internet right here, so. We might as well, but yeah, um, I believe it was it, it happened exactly. You know, there was a lot of players that left Juventus. Uh, yeah, it was only for about forty-one games, so it looked like it took place over two seasons. 
But anyway, sorry, I was wrong about uh, we were relegated in 05. In 06, obviously Juve wins, and, and but you guys obviously go to the final. I was it was going in my head. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. how did how did he get to Barcelona and, and was in that final? But yeah, so he left yeah, in obviously 05. 05. Yeah, but, like, I was confused because you said the scandal was in 2006. I was like, but Barcelona it feels like it was in 06 because right as that summer kind of was happening, it was you know. After so much that had happened, uh, it was, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. It, it was a crazy year of dealing with, you know, not knowing what's happening. Your team's in the limelight. Um, you're hearing all these bad things. Players are getting, you know, uh, asked to speak in, in court about what was happening and this and that and testifying. And yeah, and then all of a sudden we, you know, a lot of us are Italian that cheer for Juve. So, you know, naturally we go into the World Cup and you're just like, what's going to happen with this team? There's so much turmoil. Is there going to be fighting? You know, we have a lot of legends on that team. You look at the team from 2002, I think was stacked. One of the biggest robberies to not win a World Cup is that team. I would say so many legends from Maldini to, you know, uh, Del Piero, Totti in their, you know, proverbial uh late to early i would sort of probably say you know mid like kind of just leaving their prime but still on a, a very good technical level for some of those players um because you look at the final the next year was uh obviously milan and juve so you had a lot of those guys that were playing in in that o2 world cup and i mean to go out to south korea i don't even want to bring up those wounds but yeah there was south korea there was a lot of great players on, on that 2002 team. But then now we get, we get into four years later. Oh, go ahead. South Korea, I think they had one of the biggest scandals ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, I didn't want to say I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I'm probably getting shit for it. But, yeah, no, biggest con jobs of, of, of world football, Spain, Italy, Portugal. Okay, well, we have one more question. Um, obviously from Iskander. Thank you, Iskander, for sending the question. Thank you, Kami Khan, Cameron Khan, um, at Kami Juventino, um, and all the other questions at B. Bobanov, at Jimmy underscore Stallion. James, thank you. But Iskander from Singapore, he's got a podcast, JSG podcast. Check it out, guys. Uh, I believe they've just had one episode out. I'm eventually going to get on there uh, when we can set it up. Um, incredible job they've done with uh, their fan base, their fan club, with the Juve Museum of all the jerseys they got in there. And, you know, everybody, do the old idea of everybody kind of pitching in, donating their, their memorabilia is, is unbelievable and showcasing it off uh, in the kind of clubhouse they have there. And just unbelievable. But Iskander asks, obviously at Juve Shaw on Twitter, guys, if you haven't added him. Uh, both teams are not achieving the result that has been expected from them. Are the opponents getting better? Or the team is now lacking confidence due to, let's say, the pandemic situation or new players coming in? Um, how, how do both fans kind of deal with it? So, obviously, like you said, I know you said you weren't necessarily surprised with the start, but... Uh, kind of give us your thoughts on, you know, is it because teams are getting better? Is it because of COVID? New players coming in, maybe not making enough signings. 
What are your thoughts, uh, Rami? So, my thoughts, like, like on the form so far. Yeah, just what's your thoughts? Do you think maybe, you know, do you think they're not achieving the results they, they are? Do you think they're kind of in the right spots? Uh, maybe maybe you do think they're, they're I mean, I, I would assume you think they're supposed to be closer to the top of the table, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, we start off the season extremely strong, 4-0, 3-0 win. Then we drew to Sibia. Okay, fine. Sibia is a very good team. Yep. But then we lost to Sikafe 1-0. That was like, Slightly surprising. Yeah. And then obviously the El Clasico, they just, they, they weren't fair and square, I guess. Yeah. The penalty, it was supposed to be a penalty, but he was very overdramatic to Jerome. Yeah. So, it should have been a penalty, but again, he died like everything's fine. Yeah. So for you, you're not you're not necessarily worried going into obviously the later stages of the the season. Obviously, still confidence in 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 the team and and what you guys are able to do, winning. Um, you'd hope probably all the trophies you can. But um, so I, again, well, for me, I mean, I think one in Italy, the teams are getting better. I think there's more push. Every year just seems to be getting a little bit more, a little bit more teams are spending a little bit more. They're getting a little bit smarter with their buys and who they're bringing in. And again, uh, for us, we have to come back every year and prove something to win again and keep pushing where teams, you know, they can, you know, that's like nine years in a row. You know, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. I can't believe we're already at this stage where we're one away from 10 wins in a row. Um, it has no, not I do believe AC Milan is extremely strong this year. I oh, mean, yeah. I the mean... Guy, the guy that's saving them is 39 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy how well Ibra's doing. And, you know, for me, it's too... It, it, it's still too early to say, I would say. But, again, like, teams are going on. They have form. I know Milan just drew to Roma and it was kind of controversial, but uh, kind of the decisions that had happened, some of the decisions that happened in the game. But for me, it's still early. There's still a lot of teams that I think Napoli, I did yeah. not expect to do as well as they did uh, that are they're doing. Atalanta's still up there. Milan's doing well. Um, who else is up there? I believe Sassuolo is up there as well. So, I mean, some teams are going to drop, but go ahead. Uh, uh, Remy, I think Hellas Verona are eight. Oh yeah. Oh, so you said Hellas Verona are like eight or nine? Yeah, no, they're they're about mid table. You got teams like uh, you know even Benevento and uh, Spezia like 13, 14. So it's really going to be. I mean, I'm not saying those teams are going to go up, but you know they're they're collecting points. Um, Roma's a little bit farther back than I think they would want to be same with Fiorentina at mid pack Lazio definitely a little bit underachieving right now um but yeah definitely and you have you have uh Merda which is code for Inter Milan I like to call them Merda which means shit in Italian if you don't know <laughs> uh yeah Davide always said that yeah so there you go so literally they're up there as well unfortunately to say that but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. 
Um, and I think tomorrow's going to be interesting. Um, but thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on, Rami, and, you know, not being scared to have a conversation. Like I said, we keep it respectful. We have a nice conversation. We talk back and forth. And I think, uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be an interesting game tomorrow. See which team shows up, which team's a better team, and, and who obviously uh, takes the W. But uh, for me, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I hope that we can uh, link up sometime in the future again. Maybe in the second game, we'll, we'll have a chat again. And uh, yeah, good luck with your content, guys. Check them out. Obviously, if you want to drop your links. Oh, uh, my Instagram is Barca two underscore daily one. My YouTube is uh, Rami Games, and that's about it. Check them out, guys. Obviously, for me, it's the same as always uh, at Juventinita D A L. And uh, for both Instagram and Twitter, I'm sure you guys know I'm pretty uh, vocal about, about the, the games. But uh, if not, if you're a Barca fan that, you know, maybe wants a different perspective, hear how Juve's doing, check out the podcast. Like I said, Juventinita at, DA, at Juventinita DAL for the Instagram, Twitter. And Juventinita Back to Black and White podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean. I think we're on Amazon now. Uh, tune in, whole bunch of other uh, smaller ones. If uh, for all of your uh, audio uh, needs, but uh, yeah, keep an eye uh, for the the following games, post game after this one. Uh, our boy, uh, our boy James, the Stallion, he comes on after, and uh, I think we might have a double header. Uh, uh, there's a big number coming up, the big five zero fifty episodes. So. Uh, I think we might be inviting someone else to make it an even special, uh, even even better uh, podcast. But uh, again, Rami, thank you for coming on. I appreciate. It. Best of luck tomorrow for both teams. May the may the best team win. And um, yeah, let's hope for for a good game, some electricity, and uh, it's nice to be to be uh, back playing, and it's nice to be back podcasting. So as always, guys, stay tuned and. Fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Ciao, guys. Rami, out.